Sue Bidstrup with Great Big Yes. Welcome to the next podcast. I'm super excited to share Elisa Keaton with you. Um, she is a friend of mine. She is the founder of Revelation Wellness, which is an international um, disciple-making ministry. Um, they use fitness to share the gospel. And so Elisa is super inspiring. She's a preacher of the word. She's somebody who has um, given the word fresh, uh, new life um, in my life. And so... I'm super excited she's here. I'm grateful that she could make it, and I can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Head over to greatbigyes.com for the show notes, which will include like the links to find her, but she's at revelationwellness.org, and she's got a lot of great things coming up, including a clean hearting challenge, a book, who knows what. I know uh, God has more and more and more great plans for Elisa, so I hope you enjoy. Hi, Elisa. Hi, Sue. How are you? I am so good. I'm so glad you're here today. I am super excited to share you uh, with all of my listeners. So thank you for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. I love, I get to talk to you and we get to just talk life. I, you know, time beyond retreat, we can catch up a little bit too. So yes, I'm excited. For sure. Awesome. Well, for me, you have been just such a great inspiration and encouragement. And I love, um, I just love how, and I hope this doesn't sound bad, but I love how you're kind of like bossy. Like you, you ah. like, <laughs> you like tell the truth. You're a truth teller. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I long for people like that in my life. Um, mm-hmm. People who are following the Lord and who can just give it to me straight. Yeah. And so I, I just appreciate that about you. But for those of the uh, people who might be listening who don't know you, um, if you could just give a couple, you know, not too long, but just a little bit about what you do. And then I feel like through the questioning and kind of us chatting, we can get to who you are. Love but that. what do you do? Sure. Well, I am it's always hilarious when I say I'm the founder of a uh, nonprofit ministry, fitness ministry called Revelation Wellness. And let me just tell you, there's a whole back gag story to that. I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing. You could never put those two words together in my mind for many years, fitness and ministry. They had no no, I, no reason to be on the same page together. But um, here I am, and it's an international ministry. We train leaders, and we uh, teach students, and we use the tool of fitness to, uh, as, as a tool. It really is a tool. I think it's not the end game. It's not the end goal of our life to, to hold back the hands of time. Or, you know, I think we're in a culture that really validates and values fitness and health, maybe far beyond what it was ever meant to be yeah. to some degree. And so we just want to keep it healthy and keep it whole, using it for the right uh, reasons. And to us, the right reason is love, uh, love for God and love for a healthy love for yourself. And then uh, having that love for people. I mean, it's just scientifically proven that people that exercise and work out tend to achieve any goal that they set before them because they can manifest that physically. Um, a spiritual goal can be manifested more physically. So yeah, that is really what I do. We train not, we, we, um, I see us as a discipleship ministry to tra- tra- train people that have a passion for fitness and health, wholeness and wellness. Um, but they really want it to go to see people transform from the inside out. So yeah. it could be slow and steady. We're not a gimmick. We're not a lose 10 pounds in 10 days or 10 yeah. weeks. We don't even make promises on what amounts of weight loss will be or what your fitness is supposed to look like. We just want people to feel loved, yeah. belonging, valued. And from there, uh, they can get about their life purpose and passion. 
Yeah. Amen. I love that. And I know you are doing a program called Clean Harding. What mm-hmm. is Clean Harding? Clean Harding is, um, you know, I got so kind of tired of seeing all these fitness challenges, fitness challenges that um, use the, you know, clean eating, clean eating. And I love clean, I mean, clean eating, it's not unique to anything. Clean eating is originally God's idea. Amen. <laughs> it is yes. his it was his goal for all humanity at the very beginning that we would eat every uh, seed-bearing plant on the earth is for our good uh, prior to the fall, prior to even needing to eat meat or, or having the, the um, ability to eat meat and all that. So that's really what clean eating is. It's a majority of eating more fruits and vegetables, clean meats, um, and whole grains, things that come from the earth. I always say, if your food can die within two to three days, you don't, aren't really eating food that has life, which will not give you life back. You energetically consume what you put out. Right. So that we're just using that concept of clean eating, but putting it back under the banner of who God is. He, that's always been his design. And so from that, we use the, the clean eating. We talk about food, but again, it's for us. We have a saying, it's never about the food. It's never about the fitness. We can use it. They're good things. But it's always about getting people back in touch with their truest, deepest design as a child of God, loved, deeply known, and and set on earth for a purpose. Yeah. So it's a 30-day challenge to just go after the deeper things of our heart, clean out our heart, clean our eating, just clean out the muck and get after what it is that we're really hoping for. Yeah, for sure. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to be joining you on that, and I can't wait to oh, hear fine. Um, just your teaching and all of the things, because I do struggle with that. And I think most women in our society struggle in some way with, you know, what should I be eating or how much should I be working out? And as I get older, I feel like, um, I get mad almost at all the ads that are about, you know, losing 10 pounds in 10 days and all of that. And Mm. in the past, I've just loved a program like that would promise me those things. And I thought, well, if I put enough rules around it. I yeah. could figure it out, and yeah. um, it's. I I did try one thing a uh, few years ago that really I felt like there was a real spiritual battle going on when I was trying it, and yeah. it was one of those things with drinks, and um, mm-hmm. I really felt the Lord calling me out of that, saying to stop trying to like manipulate this, just come mm-hmm. to me with this, and so I love that you're doing this. It's so important yeah. for all of us. Um, yeah, so good. Thank you. Yeah. We're yeah. Excited. Um, okay, so people like will look up Revelation Wellness and they'll see this like beautiful, shiny website and you're on there and you're like so cute and you're like, <laughs> you're, like saying everything perfectly and you're, you know, it's all like wrapped up in this perfect bow. It's beautiful. Like I said, you're killing it on social media. I love everything you're putting out. So inspirational. Um, but what I would love to get to is... I want to know, like, when you felt God calling you into this, like, and I I want to know, like, where were you? Like, literally, like, were were toddlers running around? Were you, like, on the bathroom floor? Like, were you in a crisis or, and and I'm sorry to, like, kind of put that on you, but I'm just, I'm wondering, like, when did you start to hear his voice and think, wow, I think God's actually asking me to step into this new thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, in a puddle of tears and anxiety and a mess of my life. Mm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. In the deepest, darkest days of, um, early on in my marriage, you know, I believed the lie that marriage would fix me. Mm. Um, I, believe, I always thought that, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering love addict, someone that 
says, if you just would love me, then I think I'd be fine. <laughs> Turns yeah. out nobody can really do that with, um, they just don't, it's, it's God only. And so God came crashing into my life. I'd always say I was a believer, but I really had a crisis of faith early on in my marriage. And that was probably 19 years ago. Um, and I was a mess. I would say I was a, I would say, yeah, I believe in God. I had no idea what that meant, but I was feeling the pull to, to know him more. And, um, I, he just wouldn't give up. And I think I was so done with what is wrong with me. Like I really felt like I had everything on the outside. Like you would look at my body and look at my, my, you know, for a young, newly married living in California, we, we just had to look like it all had together, but inside I just longed there's just something missing. And yeah. I think that's common for most people yeah. that you come to, you have your come to Jesus moment. And I had my come to Jesus moment and he, he met me. I think in your, I love that God really loves desperate people. Like, yeah. and I think it takes desperation. I, I think it's hard. I don't think anyone sneaks into the kingdom. I think everyone kind of just at some point you just fall across that line and go, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Like just your way or bust God. Okay. I'm going to trust your ways. And so um, I started, I started hearing the gospel for the first time. I would say I knew Jesus kind of read some scripture in the past, but my heart was just ready to hear it. I was tired. I was burned out. I was lonely yet. I was married. It was all those weird, yeah. feel, feel crazy. Um, and the words started making sense to me. I started hearing the, the love of Christ, how much he truly loves me. I wasn't hearing religion. I wasn't I was hearing like, that's just, that doesn't work. I, I yeah. understood. I think I, I actually liked religion a lot and realized, oh, that doesn't work. Like rules and regulations don't really work. And yeah. it's, a, it's just knowing this love that God loves me. God loves me. He really loves me. So I just began to get the gospel in my heart. And then I felt like that was happening over here. But then my passion has always been fitness from the age of 14 when I took my very first aerobics class in 1985, <laughs> I knew like something turned on in me. And so they were kind of living in separate places. And then um, my life was starting to come together. My marriage was still really hard, but at least I had this Jesus thing going on. And I was kind of holding it tight in this little cocoon because the rest of my life felt like a whirlwind of crap. Yeah. And I was burying it, just holding on to that. But then I was teaching fitness and like you said, where was that moment? I will never forget the moment. Mm. You know, I had a, a one-year-old son, still my marriage, trying to figure that all out. But at least I was feeling a little more peaceful in my soul. Going to the gym, I was towing him to the gym, you know, to the daycare. I would teach my fitness class there and um, personal train or whatever I was doing. And there was this one day that a woman named Melinda, who was in our church, she was the pastor's wife, well, assistant pastor's wife. She used to take my classes all the time. And she said to me, you know, Elisa, um, God's created you for this. Like, this is what you do. And whatever you're created for is created to give him glory. And yeah. you really do that really well. And I'm kind of thinking, really? Because I'm just thinking I'm doing fitness over here. Like, right, right. Okay. And she's like, I just see you have a vision for you. Like, I think like God wants to use this in bigger ways. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about, Melinda? She goes, well, you know, they do have this thing called Christian aerobics. And I heard those words and they were like nail on a chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at her and I said, Melinda, that is stupid. And I will <laughs> never do that. I remember I was standing in the hallway of LA workout in Camarillo, <laughs> California. My and it just made no sense to me. I've got a baby. I got things to do. I'm personal training. There's just no way I'm going to do that. Um, I'll just keep my Jesus over here in a little box. Yeah. He's, he's working out really fine there. Let's just keep that there. <laughs> well, and was that about, was that about, 
you know, not wanting to combine the things? Or was that about like, it sounded cheesy to you? Um, it was uh, both. I didn't understand it. Like I couldn't make that leap. Yeah. And also it sounded, uh, I, from what I had seen, I think I'd seen a few things just because I'd been in the fitness world for so long at that point, at least I was in ten, about, about 10 years you know, I'd seen some little Christian things or like, oh, that's just, that's just dumb. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> well, good for them. No, thank you. Um, yeah. So that it was, it was, and it was both and for sure. Yeah. And, but then what happened is she kind of, I always say people declare things over you and the word begins to, it's like a seed that goes yes. in you. And I began to start to notice as I was training my clients I started seeing the poverty in their eyes. I started seeing the loneliness in their eyes. I started seeing the sadness in them. I started seeing, I always say, it's like God gave me gospel goggles at that point. Oh, Once I love the, word, that. the seed was put in me, I was falling in love with them. Someone spoke something as a vision into me. Then all of a sudden it was like, on went my gospel goggles. And I started to see every client a little more in the heartbreak place, in the place that they were longing for. Yes. The, fa the fact that they'll never really satisfy. I can help them. I can help anybody lose weight. I, you're, we said it, Sue. Follow the formula. Knuckle yeah. down. It happens. It's not that hard. But nobody was having real heart life transformation that I was even longing for, too. It's like we were both after the same thing. I, right. Except I had the body. They didn't. They had the money or whatever, and I didn't. It's like we were always just chasing after this elusive Thing okay, so what is so interesting about that is, you know, talking about the rules about weight loss or the rules about working out and, yeah. and trying to follow a formula and then thinking about religion and how that does the same thing, right? Like, let's put some rules around this, right? And then I'll know Jesus. And then you walk away lonely going, wait, I still don't know Jesus, but I followed all the rules. And I'm exhausted and I'm tired. And how long am I supposed to keep this up? Yeah, yes. no, yeah I absolutely. To me, fitness is a metaphor yes. of a lifestyle of either religion or rebellion. Because we either, with our fitness, we, we fall into two categories. We obsess about it. We create rules around it. We create a safety net religion yeah. around it. Or we just go, forget it. It's no, it's too weird. It's too cheesy. It, whatever. Right. Rebel. Like, I don't need it. I'm fine. But we're, in both ends, we're exhausted. In both places, we're lonely. In both places, we, we, we're asking the question, am I worth it? Am I valuable? Am I lovely? Am I seen? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's so good. And I just want to give a shout out to Melinda, right? Like, what about the people in our lives who are like speaking over us, like giving us that encouragement? And that's what I want this podcast to be all about. Like, I want people to hear. Like, it's not because... I'm sure in your mind, like we look at you and we go, oh my gosh, that's amazing what she's created and what she's done. And then people have this thing where they go, well, that could never be me. Oh, it is so you. I can't even say it enough. It is so, I almost think it is the gospel, uh, what God wants to do. He even says it in his word that he uses the foolish things of this world, the foolish. Yeah. The, the people that would be the last ones called, he goes, right. those are the ones. Go get me those. Right. <laughs> the people that stand on the front and go, oh, this is totally my game. I'm going to nail this. I've got this. Thing. Like He's like, mm, I'm going to have you sit down a little bit longer until, <laughs> until totally. we get your heart ready. Yeah, there's a, it should. I would say to anyone that feels like there's just no way. I mean, I really stepped in with fear and trembling, fear of man, fear of what people would think. I thought, I think that's the first one yes. that I get it, friends. I get it when you're like, but I might lose friendships. What will people think of me? Right. And so yeah. What gives you the courage? What gave you the courage to say yes? Oh man. I think 
the fact that there was places in my life, you know, God didn't come into my life and put everything into rows. What I thought he would, I, I thought he'd yeah. put everything in a nice little packages and then we could just go about and be a perfect little Christian, you know, like clean up oh, my yeah. life. I was thinking I would have like arrived. Like I figured it out. Oh yeah. Figured oh, it no. out. Like yeah. I made knowledge about God, like this idol, like, yes. well, I'm going to figure everything out about him and then I'm going to tell everybody else how wrong they are. <laughs> Well, see, I think I didn't make knowledge my thing. I made servant. I'll be a good servant. I will. I'm going to work this thing hard. I will work it hard. Yeah. I will. And I, it's it. Both of those don't come from an abiding assurance that God's going to do it. That He's going to. He. I don't have to figure Him out. I don't have to work hard for His pleasure. Right. Like I really just get to. I get to partner with him today. Um, and I don't have an agenda. I have no agenda about trying to save the world or save the lives. I, my agenda, if I have any, is like, I just know he's so good and he really loves and he really does want people uh, free. And so that's my agenda is that people would know his love. And then whether or not they do or don't, I'm not holding, I don't have a tally mark, hash marks of how many souls I've saved. Right. Um, I just really, I just want to love people really well. And I can only do that as he's loved me. So don't you think religion sometimes gives us that impression though? I know I grew up um, kind of performing for the Lord, right? Like mm -hmm. earning my spot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, like I said, I didn't do that early on. I don't know. I was just kind of rebel. I would say I was a Christian, but rebelling. But once Jesus came and became real to me, then yeah, I almost hit, I think I, I clicked it into high gear of like, okay, let's do this thing. Cause I'm a doer. I'm a very high capacity doer. I think most fitness people are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, give them something. We'll go do that. We'll take care of that. Right. Um, and I just kind of took off running ahead of, of the Lord. But you asked me like, what did I finally like, what was it? It was the fact that um, I I just saw the need that it was in me, it was also in other people. And so I finally, I got, you know, I always, I always say this to people, like, he won't let you stop thinking about it. If he's yeah. calling you to do it, it just always resurfaces itself and shows up again. And it was yeah. finally this invitation of like, okay, I do remember there was a moment that it felt like he was putting on me like it kept coming back it kept coming back do you want to do this do, I wanted to show you my secrets because I think that's when I started seeing oh my clients have this same ache and I have this same ache and and he was kind of saying I want to show this to you I want to show you my secrets and I want you to do it my way but will you will you follow me and that meant fear of man what will people think I losing what losing my life basically losing everything I thought to let him show me um and he eventually kept, kept coming to my mind so much with the vision of people really living diverse wholeness, like no six pack app, just wellness yeah. and beautiful whole free lives. I kept seeing the vision. And at some point I knew he was saying, listen, you don't have to do this. Um, and I'll, I'm going to love you. Like, but this is for you and history will write itself and yeah. you will either be a part of it or not. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't like a, well, you're going to miss out. It was just a, Hey, and, and you can get in. You just might be the third or fourth one to do it, and that's fine too. But he was really saying, "There's this is a vision that has yet to be done on the earth today. Do you want to do it? Right. And how did that feel like in your body and in your life? Did you feel electric about it? Like you can't sleep at night? Like you're super yeah. excited? Yeah. Yeah. Initially, yes. Initially, once I finally said yes, whoo, yeah, I was like, 
the things just kind of came. I was writing things down everywhere in all direction. I kind of felt like it was all over. And then it was, you know, you just had to kind of brain dump. And then it was a really the matter of, okay, what's the first thing you want me to do? Honestly, I think I, I had the vision of the ministry when I finally said, okay, I'm in. You get to show me. You yeah. get to speak it. Then all the ideas just kind of came. And I had the full on vision. I knew that it was going to be to impact the world. Um, to I really I want to kick physical and spiritual poverty in the teeth. Like yeah. Revelation Wellness will cut the ribbon of orphanages, medic units. I mean, that is, we are working towards that. It's baby steps. Right now, uh, we do that with ambassadors. We send people into cancer units, um, wounded veterans. They work with them uh, down in Mexico with special needs kids. Like, so we're doing it in little ways. We're just moving it out. So, because that's really, to me, the whole purpose of being fit is so that we're fit for mission to go oh, out. Amen. Love. Yes. So I had that full vision in the first like month or so, but then it was, okay, what's the first thing? And it was write this curriculum, yeah. um, start writing, start writing. And, and okay. To all you people, when the <laughs> Lord said to me, you're going to write everyone, listen, I flunked English. Like, <laughs> I love it. Cheated through it. I had never read a book, a full book up in my whole life. Uh, when I wrote the first Wayless to Feed More manuscript, it's hilarious. I didn't know the difference. I didn't know when to end a sentence, when to put a comma, a semicolon. Like, I yeah. just, I just don't. And, and I knew it, too. So, of course, the accusation was, God, I don't write. And you're asking me to write? Like, yeah. people are going to judge me. And I don't have this ability. But I don't, you know what? I just knew he was saying do it. And there is this holy, well, actually, it's an unholy rebellion if it's not in Christ. In Christ, I have this really, and I guess you call it bossy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, oh no, we're gonna. That's it. We're doing this thing. Like I don't care what you say. Here I go. It's almost like this. I, I don't like a, like a, my rebellion to the world. Just well, forget. It. I'm gonna do this. I don't care what you think. <laughs> well, what it is is it's a holy confidence and a holy competence. Yeah, it's good. And I yeah. think, you know, I, I think in our, right, it says in scripture, in our weakness, he is strong. Like we boast in our weakness once we know Jesus. You know, I yeah. used to run around trying to be perfect all the time. And right. it's so right. tiring. Amen. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so we, we, when you get to say, I can't, he goes, I can, and I, I will, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. With you or yeah. without you, but yeah. I'm inviting you. This is this invitation yeah. and this is what, where great big yes came from. It's like the great invitation of our lives is to walk with him. Yeah. I heard a saying, it said, God, God can do it without us, but he won't do it without us. Like he can, yeah. but he won't. So he's yeah. waiting for humanity. And if it's not going to be you, well, then he'll move to someone else. And there's always a, a place at the table. So hear this too. If anyone feels like I missed my chance, <laughs> I missed it. Oh no, your place at the table, still your place at the table. It, the tables, I believe, and God is doing a new thing on the earth. Like it's it's getting bigger. I think people are coming to the table. I think people are ready for this on the earth. Like it's just yep. we're, we're seeking spirituality in all kinds of places, and this is the place. This is where His love, uh, a God that comes to us, not that we ascend to, come to the table. Come on in. He's feeding really good. There's a feast. Yes. So everyone has their place. It's never never lost. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And you mentioned spirituality. I would just love to hear, like, what do you think the difference between spirituality and religion is? Whew. Religion. Okay. Spirituality, I believe every one of us is a spiritual being. Every one of us is a worshiper. It's in our hearts. Um, yeah. The word worship means to, 
to um, devote yourself to. So we're all worshiping something, anything, yeah. you know, it's whatever you, you find you giving yourself the most energy, attention and value to. That's what you worship. Um, and so that's in us. So everyone is spiritual. Everyone's yeah. doing that. Now, at some point, we realize when we're worshiping created things, those run out. We're like, okay, so then I think at some point we start to think, well, there's got to be something more than just creation itself. So then I'll worship or the spirituality moves to, you know, maybe um, nature or the divinity or the divine. And I think that moves absolutely in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Um, and I believe God will go down any road to find if I think it comes down to um, spirituality and religion both of those i take god and make him do what i want him to do yeah i kind of in spirituality at some point I st we start to form uh well this feels good to me um so i i i worship nature or i feel the most but but it only goes so far and it's almost like it leaves a safety valve on like i don't want to go further than this you know and religion yeah. religion somewhat does the same thing too at some point we we might meet God and go, oh, it's Jesus or it's um, Muhammad or whoever we say it is. But it, then when we start to confine and put a rule, our regulations around it, what we think God should do for us and yeah. be, then he's confined over there as well. So does that make sense? I think yeah. spirituality well, is, a, is a lovely flow. But I think once you encounter Christ, like the Christ, I think just get after, open a Bible and read all those red letters because yes. he's bizarre, crazy. Like you go, this man is, these teachings are crazy, but man, he intrigues me with the type of love and truth that he has for the world. Well, and he was radical. Yes. And, and I think some of my friends who um, don't know God or don't want to know God in a way, like I have one friend who just is like, I don't believe that. And we've been friends for so long and we talk about it a lot though. And I told her the other day, I said, just read Jesus. Just yes. go and read Jesus's words. Amen. You will love him. You will yeah. fall in love with Jesus. Yes. And yes. it's, I think the world is so confused because honestly, some of the images and things we're putting out there as Christians, I'm doing quotes, mm -hmm. but you can't see me, mm -hmm. um, are not representative of Jesus. Yeah. I am man, girl. I agree. Well, that's where religion takes over. So we meet Jesus. Yeah. I'm guilty of this. I'm yeah. super guilty of this. I would say I was a spiritual being. I was using my body to kind of be my spirituality. Like, oh, I'm, yeah, I believe in God, but this is look, this is where I feel most spiritual. Training my body, it's spiritual, whatever. But then in my that, that ran itself out because worshiping creation will always run itself out at some point. It terminates on itself. Yeah. And then I met Christ, and I was like, oh, this is this is crazy. Like yeah. he loves me. Like the woman at the well. I'm the woman at the oh. well, and he doesn't condemn me. And he yes. calls me to, to him, and he knows all my secrets. And I yet he doesn't condemn me. So, anyways, Jesus, yes. Well, what happened is from that, I was quick to just begin to form. All right, well, I'm yours, Jesus, and now um, you're going to make everything better, right? Like you're going to do this, yeah. this, and that. And I started to create a checklist of what God should do for me. That's religion. Yes. Religion does check my God. If you do this, I'll do that. It's a leveraged relationship. Religion yes. leverages relationship to get God to do what it wants to do. That's why it's no different than me leveraging my body to get it to do what I want it to do. Oh, so Somewhere good. in the middle there is this organic I'm going to delight myself in God's heart. My propensity was to go to work, start yeah. working for God. And God, if I do this work, then you're going to come, you're going to get my marriage better, right? 
and right. that didn't happen. And things just weren't working out the way I thought they would. But the truth, thank God that his Jesus's words were burned into my heart. So I knew that I must be off somewhere. I'm missing it because I don't have the peace yeah. and the joy that the kingdom says that is in me and it can't be stolen. Oh gosh, I love that. All right, so when you have those moments like in this walk where you feel down or you feel defeated or sad or uninspired, what do you do? Like, do you crawl under the covers and spend the day in bed? Like, like I literally want to know what you do. Do you get on uh, yes. your knees? Do you go to church? What do you do? That's such a funny, good question. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do have days. I had one two days ago where I said to my team, I'm off today. I'm yeah. all done. I'm tapping out. And honestly, and I will say this, I've had, I have had, I've been in a season where it's been moments of, I feel like God's, there is a deconstruction going on. Like I'm, there's new revelation. There's something that he's, he's taking any way, any time I try to create a grid system around him. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like a snow globe. He just comes and shakes it all up. And then I'm like, what are you doing? We had that, that was in place. That right. was supposed to work out like this. And he shakes it up. And I get tired. I get exhausted because I'm like, well, what is, what are you doing now? Yeah. And there get to moments where two days ago I said to my team, I said, you know, I said to a good friend of mine, so you always have one friend that you can be yes. ugly and real and true with. And I just said, honestly, today's a day where if I didn't believe in God, I don't think I would believe in God. Yeah. Like I get it. I get it. Yes. Like there's just so much. I'm going, what is going on? But I believe in God. Yeah. I believe in you, God. I don't have to feel you. Yeah. I don't have to understand you. I don't have to know you. And I repent for wanting that from you. I continually want idolatry of knowledge. Like if yeah. I just knew what you were doing, then I would have more peace with you where I know it's, you know what? I can, I get two options in a storm, take a nap yeah. or walk on water. Elisa, those are, <laughs> those are your, I, I've modeled that to you. I showed it to you in the gospel, yeah. take yeah. a nap or walk on water. And so some days I take a nap. Some days I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to sleep. I'm yeah. going to rest. Um, I put worship music on. I do nothing. I literally will will just rest, have a good meal, um, recharge. I'll read the word a little bit. But some days I, don't, I feel like I don't even have to make it really spiritual. Like, oh, I need to read the word. I get after it. Some right. days I just need to lay and rest and let him fill me up through rest. Because that is, through rest and repentance is your salvation, right? Yes. That's yeah. I feel like there's times where I have to preach to myself, but I love what you said about it doesn't matter. Like truly how I feel mm -hmm. doesn't change who God is. Is. Amen. Right? I just did a social media post. I think I, I say, God, I, I do not have to feel you to be faithful. Yeah. I just do not have to feel it to be faithful. So yeah, but I love things. that for people who are listening who maybe feel like if they're Christian or if they've accepted Jesus or they're just kind of starting this path that every day they have to be this like, you know, happy, um, mm. satisfied mm. person. And, and it's not like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. No, no, and not at all. But I will say in those, it, it isn't at all. I think like the, the more you walk, the more you know, kind of trials you see and some levels of confusion that happen because you're just going into a mystery. His the God is this manifold mystery that you'll never fully know. There's part mystery and then part knowledge for sure. Yeah. But you, you, you just can't depend on one or the other. 
But there are days that it's just, I, I think promises are important to mm. recount promises. I don't even, somebody, I don't recount or like go and look for scripture. Like, God, you have to speak to me. I remember what he said. Yes. Like, just remember what he said and speak that out. I don't have to go find a new word. I think sometimes we're like over consumers of the word instead of, hey, you didn't even use up the calories from that last meal you had in the word. You know Oh what my I mean? gosh. That's so good because sometimes I read the word in order to find a nugget to share on social media. I'm like, that's gross. Why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you know? <laughs> thank you for counting that. Oh yeah, I've, I've had to stop myself too. You yep. know, and, and it's like, no. And sometimes I feel the Lord saying, when I wanna just, when I do really download something awesome from him, I go, oh, I really wanna share that. And I hear him saying, that was just for you. Yes, oh yes. yes right, so there's that. this tendency to, overshare all of our things too and then and sometimes it's just he's like no no i want you to grow i want you to spend this time alone with me and it and not make it into anything else (laughs) yeah oh that's the truth that's what you said what's the difference between spirituality and religion religion it makes it into something else like wait it's always just been about me that god loves me i love him and he gives me ability to love others i don't have to perform i don't have to have likes shares I don't have to have results, yeah. <laughs> measurable results in order for it to be valid. It's done. It's decided. I'm loved. And that has to be enough. In the end, it has to be enough. And for me, again, recovering love addict, that yeah. is always enough. Like, uh, I'm loved. I always I'm- say he's the best lover. He's the best dance partner. He's the best friend, right? Yeah, it's totally. The one the who will friend. never let you down. The best. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so what does wellness mean to you? Mm-hmm. Wellness means, well, mm-hmm. um, all things as they should be. Mm. Yeah. That, it, that we, when we sing a song, it is well with my soul. Yeah. Right? That whole song is saying, like, things are happening, the mountains are falling down, you know, that all these terrible things are happening around me. I'm having, if I was to keep my eyes on what I see, I would not be well, but it is well in my soul. Yeah. Like amen. that, that makes me, that's what I'm hungry. I think that's what the world is really, truly hungry for is no matter what my husband leaves me, my husband chooses me, doesn't choose, whatever, you know, it is well with my soul and the word grace in the, in scripture, as you break it down, it comes from the word Cairo and it means to be well and thrive. Oh, I love that. That is what grace does. That's why God said grace is um, it's synonymous with the Christian faith because it goes, you cannot ascend to it. You can't earn it. You will not, you cannot earn your value and worth. You can't earn anything as much as we try. It's grace. It's immeasurably more. It's unfavored merit. You, you can't earn it. It's just there. And when you fall into grace, it's that is that place of I'm well, like it is well with my soul. If I'm a yeah. hundred pounds heavy. It's I'm, I'm well. And grace also is a, it's, it is a activator grace, grace. I always say it's not the permission to live by your flesh or live according to your fears. It's not permission to, to hurt somebody. It's not permission to do what you know you shouldn't do. It is the power to live that higher calling life. It's the yeah. grace is no joke, yo. Like it is yeah. no, and I think that's, I'm kind of tired of the Christian faith that go, oh, grace, oh, great. Like yeah. that's made us really lazy and sloppy. Like grace 
is strong legs. Grace says, get up off your mat and walk. I love you. If we just catch the eyes of Jesus for a minute, his grace says, you do not have to stay on that mat. You can come with me. You can come into this place of being well loved and known. Then it's well with my soul. I love that. A couple of things about that is like when we were talking about being down and having those days where you're, you know, under the covers or Mm -hmm. not wanting to face the world, it doesn't, and that's where happiness versus joy comes in. You know, we're not always happy, but there's a joy in our heart and in our soul that comes from the Lord that can never be taken away. Amen. Amen. I I heard this the other day, it was Chris Ballaton that said, this this will... This rocked my religious ears, right? Because those of us that have been in the church, we have to admit, we have a propensity to be religious. Yes. We have a propensity to say, you know, put the rules around God. But yeah. he said, God is not in control, but he's in charge. And Ooh, I like that. I like I that. I like because it meant, listen, you have free will. You get to choose. And God, um, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for yes. the, no, the I know the plans I have for you. That word plans actually it means purposes. Like I know the end goal for you and I will take everything you do. <laughs> God is going to be in charge. He's going to get you to where he wants you to go, Yes. but he will not, he will not override free will. He will not. He love demands, real love demands a choice. You yeah. have to choose. So even if you make a bad choice, because God, if God was in control, then then we, yeah, we shouldn't see 9-11. We shouldn't see ISIS. We shouldn't see any of that, but we do. Right. Because there's free, you have a choice to choose, love or fear. Right. And, but he will even take a fear choice that anyone's made and go, all right, I can still turn that. Recalculating, it's like a GPS, recalculating, yes. recalculating. Yes. He will continue to recalculate to get you to the place where he is in charge. I love that. And and he'll let you make choices. You know what I mean? Like you are going to make choices that are not great, but you are going to learn from them and you are going to grow and it's okay. And I'm 47 years old and I just love to encourage people as they grow, as they gain wisdom, as they get older, that it's not a tragedy to grow older. You're gaining so much in wisdom, right? Don't get me talking now about the growing older thing. That's a whole other podcast. Right. But like, I just love it. I, I, I love what he's done in my life and in my heart. I don't want to be 28 again. I don't want to be 32 again. I don't want to be so concerned with what the world thinks of me. I love what he's doing in me and I want that for other people. And, and I always say like, we're not ever finished. Like Elisa Keaton, you're not finished. Like Revelation Wellness isn't finished. God's call on your life isn't finished. There's more. And just keep asking for the more, right? Keep asking for the more. Keep saying yes. And everybody has that. No matter where you are right now in life, if you're sitting in a chair and you have never worked out and you're thinking, well, I could never do that. Or if you're, you never opened the Bible, open it. Amen. Open it. Look for the red letters. Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right, so I have one more question for you, and I just would love to kind of end on this because it's one of my favorite words in the world, and it's something that um, the the big thing that I would say um, Jesus gives me, but how would you define living in freedom? Mm. I would define living in freedom, uh, the complete courage, to be fully yourself, yeah. the the fullness to I, I it's probably a Brene, a Brene Brown thing that courage 
and vulnerability to be fully who you are, where you are, not with the intention to squash other people in it, you know, freedom, because we can use freedom to destroy our freedom. We can say, I have the right to do this. Well, that it's, if it comes at the cost of hurting someone else or bullying someone else, no, but freedom is that complete courage to be exactly who you are, where you are today, and also not stuck where you are because freedom moves. It's, it moves on the wind. Like you're going to grow. It's going to go new places. Um, There's just more enlargement and capacity. It means spaciousness to me as well. Just no attachments to anything. I don't Mm -hmm. grip anything. Nothing defines. Um, I really live open handed. Um, God, you, you give and take away and I'm, I'm free with whether abounding or basing, as Paul would say, I'm content. So freedom is in line with contentment, aligned with courage, which gives us a kindness to just be gracious to others and to ourselves. Oh, I love that. I love that. that. Thank thank you. you. Before we end, I mean, we are going to end now because our time is up, but I appreciate this so much. And I'm going to ask a favor of you. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you pray for us, just the people who might be listening. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I would love love that. that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Father God, I thank you um, for conversation. I thank you, God, that um, through Sue, uh, you're raising up a community that can come to the table. (laughs) And we say, yeah, Lord, like bring it, bring the diversity, bring the tension. God, I pray that you would create us a people that um, get stronger under tension, that we don't run from it. Lord, I I pray that you would be the center that God, where, how you want to reveal yourself and the timing that you would have your way, that none of us would, um, put our hands on it and try to make it happen or that none of us would be covering and trying to, or being afraid of it either. God, I pray this community would be a spacious free community that is becoming more of who you've created them to be uniquely and corporately. God, that your love would reign on the earth today and you would use this, this community, this podcast and and the many like it, God, to do what you want to do on the earth. Uh, We submit our fears to you, our judgment, um, God, just the things that we think we know, um, Lord, we just confess that that's in us and that you would continue to work those things out of us. You're good. And we're not changing the subject. In Jesus' name we pray. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elisa. I loved every minute of it. Thank you, Sue. That was super fun. You've got a good podcast going here. I'm proud of you. Like that's gonna be really impactful. And let me know when it goes live so that